Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Word up, word up. One family united until death. Word up, son. The clan is one. We about to get Wu-Tanged up today on Dem Vinyl Boys. I am Gentry, one of the hosts here of the program. We have uh, Memphis on air. What's going on, Memphis? What's up, yo? yo. We've got DJ Tomcat. What's here. up? We've got an album from 1993. It dropped in November. These are nine MCs coming out of a basement, recording on a four track. You had to have a sword and it had to be mighty. The thing I loved about Wu-Tang, many things, but one thing that I think really put them on the map, or maybe not put them on the map, but gave them staying power is they were great at building their brand and they had catchphrases and people wanted to wear the Wu-Tang gear. People wanted to hear the Wu-Tang sound. It really developed their own unique style and sound. Memphis, where do they rank with you amongst the greats of the 90s hip-hop era? For as group? Well, it's just as far as everybody goes. I mean, the group and when you just lump everybody from the 90s together, do you put them up there in, like, the top 10? As a collective, collective, yeah. As a group, I put them in my top five for sure, but I couldn't, I, I can't not uh, rank them all, like, because it's nine of them, you know what I mean? So it's they all different. They all rank in different places for me. But for his group, top 10, 90s, yeah, they top five for me. It was very unique to have nine members of, of one group. Hard to keep a group like that together when you got nine different guys. But it seems like when you look at who is repping Wu-Tang today, it's just one member that's been swapped out, and he got taken out because he got taken out. He died. That would be ODB. Right. So there's still nine members of Wu-Tang but there is one new member. And we'll get into all the woo talk coming up. But let's hear the grimy sound that came out of Park Hill, Staten Island in 1993 that really set the clubs and set the hip-hop New York scene into the stratosphere, if you ask me. Go ahead and drop that needle on yet another episode of Dem Vinyl Boys. Today we do Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, baby. Debut studio album uh, from Wu-Tang. Let's hear that. This episode of Dem Vinyl Boys is brought to you by Factor. These meals have changed the game in my house. I don't waste time when it's time to cook dinner. I don't have to go to the grocery store when the kids say, I'm hungry, Dad. It's go to the refrigerator, grab a Factor meal. And that's saying something because these kids these days, they're hard to please. But they love the Factor meals. I love the convenience and no dishes when you're done. They're America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Memphis, you're a big fan of theirs. You won't take takeout or delivered food, but you're digging the Factor meals. I love Factor, man. And you know what? I was mad last night because, like, TK, we had to get, we were here late and had to be back early. And I'm like, well, I got my Factor meal. I'm cool. 
And I got home, I'm like, I don't have it. You forgot it. You left it here <laughs> left at the it studio. Here, but I got it now, though, so I'm going to eat it for lunch. All right, man. We'll have it ready in two minutes. Yeah, and yeah. Tomcat, it saved the day for you last night. You didn't have, have to go to the grocery store. Just straight home and plowed through your factor meal. Saved the day. Factor meals. You gave me one of those, and I uh, had to be early in the morning. Didn't have time to go by the store, but it was better than anything I've gotten in the store. So it was fresher. It was better. It comes not frozen, and it was delicious. So... Save me. And they come healthy as well. If you're trying to maybe trim down, looking good for the holiday season, because we know those treats are going to fatten you up when you get into the holidays. Eat clean. Eat Factor Meals. They're fresh, never frozen. Head to factormeals.com slash DVB50. Use our code DVB50. Get 50% off. That's code DVB50 at factormeals.com slash DVB50. Get your 50% off. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Gentry from Dem Vinyl Boys. We are brought to you by Prize Picks. I've fallen in love with this website. It makes watching the game so much more exciting. It's a skill-based, real-money, daily fantasy sports game. Let me tell you how it works. You can pick two to six players. If they go for more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Where else can you get 25 times your money, especially here in the state of Florida, right, TK? Oh, exactly. And what I like about prize picks is being a Florida resident in this state, other sites won't let me make my picks, but on prize picks, I can get 25 times my money. It makes watching the NFL on Sundays way more exciting. I know that's right. You know what, TK, speaking to about the NFL, let's talk about the NBA and you get 25 times your money there on prize picks as well. And y'all know I love college football. You can do the same. Talk about it, G. That's right. Go to prizepicks.com slash vinyl. And if you use our code vinyl for the first deposit, they'll match up to a hundred bucks. So go to prizepicks.com slash vinyl. Use our code vinyl for your first deposit. Match it up to a hundred. Can you believe it? Lock it in. Prizepicks.com slash vinyl. Do it, baby. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Show in shadow boxing. And the Wu-Tang sword style. <laughs> I love this intro. What you say is true. The Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Do you think your Wu-Tang sword can defeat me? <laughs> On guard. I'll let you try my Wu-Tang style. Bring the motherfucking ruckus! Oh yeah, can you bring me a little bit more volume on that mixer over there, Tom? Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking volume, please. There we go. Now you hear a lot of references to the kung fu. Uh, there were a movie, two movies that they reference a lot in this album. One is 1978 movie, The 36 Chamber of Shaolin. Big inspiration for Wu Tang. And then there was another movie. That's that first part you heard right at the beginning of the album was from the 1973 film, Into the Dragon. 
Yeah, they, it looks like they sampled that Shaolin and Wu Tang from 1981 on this one. And then also they sampled a song called CB Number no. 2 by Ralph Vargas and Carlo Bess. And also Synthetic sub, subtrition, Substitution. Synthetic Substitution by Melvin Bliss. The thing I really liked about Wu Tang is, and I think it was why the sound was so unique was everybody was kind of moving into the digital world in the 90s. Things were sounding real clean. Clean sounding rap. This sounded to me like it was recorded on like an old, like the beats just sound grimy, like something you would hear on a TDK 90 minute cassette tape, like an old tape sound. Think about how many people actually tape uh, that album on that kind of cassette tapes. Which gave it an even more authentic sound. Mm-hmm. But this thing just had like a grimy sound. The album cover has them. Like, what would you describe that outfit as that they're wearing on the Ninjas. cover? Ninjas. Yeah. But they, and they've covered their faces. It was like a, it was like a dark, grimy sound. Give yeah, something new to the industry. I mean, nobody was really... Uh, was really getting down like that in hip hop like that and, and and as a crew like that the way they came it was it was crazy it was well, it, it was really putting on for the east coast man because they, you, you know at the time you know Nas was just doing his thing you know Mob Deep came in shortly after that you know you had Daz Effects that was kicking it in the sewers real grimy style but it was really dope man I saw that the Cold Crush Brothers, are you familiar with the Cold Crush Brothers? Yep. They were like a group that had a bunch of MCs. I believe they had six members of the Cold Crush Brothers. And at the time that Wu-Tang came, there were duos, you know, like Mob Deep that were out of New York. But there were no groups that had nine members like Wu-Tang. And if you uh, do the research on Wu-Tang, I see that they uh, they reference the movies, obviously. We talked about that. But they talk about uh, the human body and the chambers of the heart. And that's where they came up with the name of uh, 36 chambers, being the total of nine hearts of the members, each member having four chambers in their heart. So, like, all their little sayings and all their little gimmicks... They, they had a me- meaning behind them. Right. And I guess when they first went to this record guy that was at Island Records, and they brought the idea, like, hey, we're, we're going to you know, have this kung fu style. We're nine members, and we're the four chambers of the heart. And he's, you know, RZA, I guess, and Method Man are explaining this to this guy named Bones was his name. And they're explaining it to him. He didn't, he didn't really get it. It was like I don't know. I like your I like your guys' music, but I don't really get this whole Wu Wu Tang thing you're talking about. With it, it was like a whole new thing, and they had a vision, but this guy didn't really 100% see it. But he still signed them at Island Records, you know, and the rest is history. But at first, the guy that actually signed them was kind of thinking that what he was saying was corny and it was hard to keep up with uh, with what he's talking about. They gave him some money, right? That's what it shows in their docu-series there. They did one on uh, Hulu recently. What, what did it say on there? said that, that exactly, that they were, he's like, you sure you want to go with the name Wu-Tang? And then it showed them putting a stack of cash on the desk. So I don't know if they paid him to go along with what they were talking about or, or what. 
Well, the story goes that uh, Tommy Boy passed on this band. They had the opportunity. They had Wu-Tang in their grips, and they were a really dominant force at that time, Tommy Boy Records. Yeah, they were. I remember their stamp on everything. And they passed. guy dancing. They passed on Wu-Tang. That's a legendary story that's talked about still today that Tommy Boy missed on Wu-Tang. And even uh, the, the label that ended up signing him, RCA was the big label behind them. But they had another label. I'm trying to look it up right now. That was Loud Records was the name of it. Kind of an independent label. That was the one that ended up believing in them was Loud Records and then backed by RCA. This song is one of my my favorite ones. Uh, It's got three samples, different strokes, Sill Johnson, Black and Tan Fantasy, Thelonious Monk, Thelonious, and a weird, I didn't know this has a sample of Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J in it. I didn't know that that was in that song. The beat's killer, though. Like, can't say the name, though. The guy's name was Bones Malone. Bones Malone was the A&R at Island Records. He wrote for Spin Magazine. He had just signed Mob Deep. And the first time he meets Wu-Tang, he said it made him laugh. That's a quote from Bones Malone. He said they had, like, these gimmicks, but he really liked that record, Protect Your Neck. That is the song that put these guys on, Protect Your Neck. Yeah, when you Google them, that's the first one that comes up. Yeah, every last one I'm on that record. And I, I mean, Old Dirty was definitely maybe my favorite character of all in, in uh, Wu-Tang, which kind of that sucks that he was the one that, you know, got taken out. By his own misdeeds, apparently, is what they were saying. He was just kind of wild and crazy and ended up in the clink. Well, from what I heard, the way that ODB grew up, there's a guy that's involved in the group. Uh, they call him uh, Papa Wu. Papa Wu. Papa Wu was one of the OGs that kind of helped help look over the band and look over the guys and, and kind of give them a little bit of direction because they were all young kids. And he was saying that ODB grew up in... They were, they were related, Papa Wu and ODB. And the way their house was set up, it was really just like one room and one little bathroom. And during the day, they would take their beds and pick them up and lean them up against the wall so that they had a little bit of room. But then at nighttime, they would lay the beds down and nine people were sleeping in one room. I mean, coming from real poverty in Park Hill in Staten Island. Right. And I heard Staten Island of the five boroughs was the most disrespected one of them. It's like, yeah, they, everybody kind of like shit on on that island, Staten Island. They never really had many groups that repped Staten Island. I did some research and there was maybe one or two groups. One wasn't even a rap group. It was like a harmonizing group that came out in the late 70s, early 80s. And they and put Staten Island on the map slightly. But Wu-Tang... All of a sudden, Staten Island gets respect as a borough. I mean, think about that. You get respect in the hip-hop game. You start getting respect for your borough in New York City because you finally bring something out that people love. This song playing in the front got three samples. Balu, Bolivar, Baluzar. That's hard to say. By Thelonious Monk also. Honey Bee by The New Birth and The Love You Say by The Jackson 5, which is very cool. I did not know that. 
Learn a lot of stuff researching for these shows. Who's your favorite uh, Wu-Tang member, Memphis? All you have a favorite? Them. Nope, all of them. You don't have a favorite that you put on top of one, one on top of the other? Nope. They all dope because they all brought the best out of each other. Now, can you name all the members of Wu-Tang? Sure. Go ahead. Dirty Vizza, Ghost, Method, Jizza, Ray, Master, uh, not Master Killer, Inspector Dad, Capadonna, uh, You Got. That's, I think you got them all. Rizza, Jizza, Method Man, Raekwon the Chef, Ghostface, Inspector Deck, You God, Master Killer, and until his death, ODB. Who is the new member of Wu-Tang that replaced Old Dirty Bastard? Is it his son? Yeah. Young Dirty Bastard? Is it his son? I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say so, yeah. Because the show, because they still doing shows and he he does all his dad stuff. So he's his name, his real name is Daryl Hill. This is the latest member who replaced ODB. His uh, stage name is Capadonna. 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 Uh, doesn't say anything here about him being. Says Capadonna was known for known to the future members of the Wu Tang, and had been U God's mentor. However, mm-hmm. Capadonna went to prison and yeah. was replaced in the group by Method Man. I see that here as well. Mm-hmm. Daryl Hill, Capadonna. Did not know that. He wears his hat very, very low. Hey, he's got kind of like a Magoo look. <laughs> kind of does. R.I.P. Magoo. One thing about this uh, group that should inspire a lot of people, and I'm sure they have. I know they have. But the way that they got on was they had this independent label put Protect Your Neck on the A side. That was Kid Capri. And they had M-E-T-H-O-D. Not the label, but he played it on the radio first. That's not what I read. But Kid Capri played it on the radio first. Maybe the radio, but DJ Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, Stretch and Bobito. They gave them credit for breaking the record in the clubs, I guess. And then... You said Capri probably did break it on the radio. On his radio show first. That's what they, that, and it was Protect Your Neck. Yeah, that that, he played. that record though was so hot because on one side it had Protect Your Neck and on the flip side it had M-E-T-H-O-D band. Which is, uh, that's the two hot ones that I have a hard time with. Although I do like Raekwon, but as far as hits go, it's like Old Dirty and Method Man for me. Yo, 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 man, put my killer tape back. Yeah. First of all, what the fuck is my tape back? Yo, Sean, I got that piece, man. How you ain't got my shit, but I let you over? This man. is the seventh yo, chamber. Three samples spinning wheel by Lonnie Smith. As long as I've got you by the Carmels. Down in the Valley by Otis Redding. Yo, 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 God, what is bond? Yo, 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 yo. Sean Meek just got busted in his head two times, God. Well, life, God, you know Sean Meek from fucking 212, God. The nigga just got bust. Niggas in the black land, God, where this bomb came through, God, from out of nowhere, God, where this bomb, I'm coming to get my coach a cypher, God. And they just, where this bomb, crazy shots just went the fuck off, God. The nigga laying there like a fucking newborn fucking baby, God. <laughs> is he fucking dead? What the fuck you mean is he fucking dead, God? Fuck you think. The These skits are so memorable, too. You remember them. The one I love, and I can't wait the to hear it. nuts on yeah. the table with the bat shit. I'm going to keep feeding you and sew your asshole clothes oh, yeah, and keep feeding you. Shit. Torture. Cigar, God. Fuck that, man. 
ODB died at 35 years old. And you know, he died re while recording in the RZA studio. Like he went down while, while recording and then died in the hospital. So he, he went down while he was fucking recording in the studio. It's nuts. That was after he had got out of jail. He had that big record with Mariah Carey too. Me and Mariah uh, go together like pastor something and pacifier. Babies and pacifiers. Babies and he pacifiers. Had great lyrics, and they were like you wouldn't know if he was gonna sing or he was gonna rap or what he was gonna do. He's a shit. It looks like uh, the official cause of death was drug overdose. An autopsy found a lethal mixture of coca -co cocaine and tramadol, which is an opioid. So uh, mix the cocaine with the opioids, it's never a good mix. Not as good as a RZA mix. So grimy. So dirty. So good. There was another guy that helped put this group on too, Lefty Left. He used to have this show in the in New York, which was like on public access, right? And he would go around to the different clubs and in, and interview the you know talk about the culture and the hip hop music. And I guess it was a really popular show. And he he went in the studio where they were recording and did a little bit with them. And they were doing their whole thing, you know, talking about the sword has got to be mighty. Right. If your sword is dull, then you're dead. You know, the whole... Probably the jizza talking. Yeah, the whole the whole Wu-Tang talk. Right. And uh, people gravitated to that. They thought it was, yeah, this is interesting. This isn't like anything we've ever seen. That's why I always liked it originally, because they were, well, because the rap is so good, the beats are so good, but also because of the kung fu shit. I was into the kung fu shit when I was younger. So it was badass to see like a rap group with the whole kung fu fucking motif going on with it and the way they had it all. They, you know, it's like the Matrix. They had their whole world laid out, so it was something to learn about, and they would like explain it to you. So it was interesting. Still, I, I haven't really heard rap like this. People rap like this since this album. It's like it's like dirty quality where the drums are like more bass and more hard hitting and then they are crisp and clean. Well, I was reading that on Protect Your Neck, he used a paint a pail with a mic underneath it and he hit the top of it with a ruler to get the snare for Protect Your Neck. So they were coming up they had mad inventive ways to get that dirty sound. And I know back then they were using like MPC two thousands. Those were the original ones that you just put little... We have the MPCX sitting in here in the studio now, but this was the grandfather of that one. And they were just putting basically diskettes in there to have all their samples on. I just saw a video of Jermaine Dupree with all his diskettes of all his hits on it. And it was a lot more rudimentary than it is now, and they still came up with all this dope shit. Sampling. Some of you may be wondering, where where is uh, DJ Ramo G? One of them vinyl boys, he's missing this episode. Unfortunately, 
his grandmother passed away but uh, we expect to have dj romano g back next week i know there's a, a lot of ramo fans out there r.i.p abuela yeah rest in peace i guess this group uh, was on an extremely limited budget when they were recording this album and they had to get in a small space and they only had limited time and at times I read that there was eight or nine, all all the members of them all crammed into the studio at one time. And it got so busy that the leader, RZA at the time, and he's pretty much the leader of the group. He said, you know what? We can only have so many people in the studio at one time. The way we're gonna decide who gets on, who gets the studio time over who is, we're gonna have like a freestyle battle. And so they were doing freestyle battles before they would go in to do their studio time. And that would decide who got more time behind the mic? So you had you had to like, you know, show yourself. You had to see how sharp your sword was before you stepped into the booth. I like that. You had to earn your stripes. Yep. <clears throat> when you around good people that demand the best out of you when they want the best, that's when you get the best. And if you can't bring the, if you can't bring it, get left behind. Did you ever hear the story about uh, this? I don't know if what Matt Source magazine or one I'll of the. Try to, let me try to clean the needle. Are you sure it's just not the album sounding dirty? Because the Wu Tang album is kind of dirty. But um, I heard that there was a uh, photo shoot that went south, and that Raekwon like went off on the guy that ran the Source magazine because he said he didn't like the way the, the shot was, didn't like the the pictures. And they ended up walking off the set, I guess. And one of the guys said, that's when I realized how powerful that Wu-Tang was. Because we pretty much told the biggest media outlet to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and, and we were still on top. That's, that's when they knew how much power that they had. Yeah, and when you believe in yourself and you, and you believe in your product, you know what I mean? You're not going to allow anything, anybody to step on it or, or water it down. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just on principle. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I believe it. This is one of the, these groups that stayed loyal to their style, mm -hmm. and people loved it. People, had, people still to this day love Wu, the Wu-Tang. It's like a brand. This song shows how they could make you feel, like they weren't all just protect your neck, you know what I mean? Like, this song makes you feel. It's got two samples, The Way We Were, Try to Remember, Gladys Knight and the Pips, and Anus of Uranus Uranus by Clateau. <laughs> I didn't want to say that wrong, but I guess that is what it is. Anus of Uranus. Boom. Which track is this? Uh, this is Can It Be yeah, That so It Was simple. Also Simple. Thoughts of back in the day. That was a record to that. It's proof that we are them vinyl boys. Yeah, playing on real vinyl. This is uh, this is the original piece of vinyl, huh? Uh, this is an original piece from 1993. It's not. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Original press. Original. Original. I do have a uh, clip here from Jizza. Uh, he's talking about what Wu Tang represents. Let's hear from Jizza. Basically, man, Wu-Tang represents a sword style of rhyming, man. The Wu is the way, the Tang is the slang, the clan represents the family, man. We call it a sword style because 
we are lyrical assassins and we are aware that the tongue is symbolic to the sword. You know what I'm saying? So we work with it like that. Also, if you want to break it down within each letter, it can represent witty, unpredictable talent and natural game. Meaning that what you have here is a clique of brothers with witty, unpredictable talent and a lot of natural game. I say natural game because that's like street sense. You have to have natural game in order to survive in the slums or the, or the ghetto. Or street the knowledge, bus. street knowledge. Street knowledge. So basically uh. Wu-Tang is a sword style. We, we utilize our tongues against guns. You know what I'm saying? You want it like that. Use their tongues instead of guns. I like that. That's nice. Knowledge. I heard RZA saying people. One reporter was asking him, you know, what does Wu Tang mean? And he said three different things in the interview. So I don't know which which word is born bond. I don't know which word is bond. But uh, he said that the W stands for wise, the U stands for universal, T stands for truth, N for now, and G for God. Wise, universal, truth, Allah, now God. Then he flipped it and said, it could also mean witty, like we just heard Jesus say. Mm-hmm. Unpredictable and natural game, which uh, is kind of what Rizza, or what Jizza just said. Jizza and Rizza, it's, you know, it's hard, a mouthful trying to get all this woo, woo together in your mouth. Now, this last one, I won't be able to say all of it because, you know, one is a word I'm not going to say on the air. But... Uh, I also heard RZA say that it's W is for we, U is for usually, T is for take, A is for all, N is for G is for garments. We usually take all garments. That was another meaning behind uh, Wu-Tang is, is what uh, They like RZA the acronyms. Said. Yeah. They definitely had a gimmick. Oh, here comes, the, here comes the big one. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's up, man? Cooling, man. Chilling, chilling. Yo, you know I had to call. Oh, yeah, you know this why, is right? the one. Because, yo, I never, ever called and asked you to play something, right? Yeah. You know what I want to hear, right? What you want to hear? I want to hear that Wu-Tang joint. That was another thing they talked a lot about was chess. They talked about Wu-Tang and they talked about playing chess. Yeah, man. Smoking Joe Frazier. Samples on the song, The Grunt, The JBs, Fame, Irene, Cara, and She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain by Traditional Folk. A traditional Folk song. Damn. They sampled She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain. Oh, yeah, because he says it. Coming round the mountain, Wenty. 
When she comes. Yeah, he raps it. Damn, you gotta put that sample down. That's crazy. Did you guys ever own any woo wear? Yep. Yeah. I worked in a uh, I worked in this men's clothing store when I was in uh, in high school, and I had to have me like a they had the woo wear, and I had like a woo wear pullover, and then I had like a couple of them black and uh, yellow Wu Tang T-shirts. Just had to have one of those. I have a Wu Tang shirt. I should have wore it today. Move it on your left. I have one in my closet somewhere. Which means I should do my laundry. I have a clip here from the chef, Raekwon. Uh, Raekwon talking about what makes Wu Tang relatable. And another, and another reason why the people like us, man, because you like, you like, like in the clan, it's nine members, it's nine mentalities going to work every day. So, so it might not, you might not, you might not be able to adapt to what I'm dealing with, but you might be able to adapt to what he's dealing with, because you might have went through it. So, like I said, you know, it's like, it's like all these minds is working all the time. So it's like. Yo, you know they from the street because the way they talk and all of that. So it's like people could people could see it. They they they, 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 they know they the they feeling it. They so feel that they feel that strong vibe that we giving it. And and like I said, man, it's just that yo, they love it. They love it. These beats are grimy. It's almost like they're muffled, you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing's clean on this album, which gave it that dirty sound, which we l- fell in love with in 1993. They initially got uh, four and a half mics from the source, but then they came back and re- revisited the album, gave them five, five mics. One of few, uh, not that many groups or like artists in general from the source that would get five mics. So if you got five mics, you know, obviously it's considered a classic, which is a hard thing to do, but Wu Tang is up there. I was looking up here the uh, Wu Tang clan ranked by uh, net worth. You would. Well, you know, I mean, we're trying to uh, educate. I know it's interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting to me. You capitalist pig. I'm just fucking. Uh, coming in at number nine with the least amount of money. Old dirty bastard. Well, his, his net, that is no surprise. His net worth when he died five hundred thousand. Five hundred dollars. No. Coming in number eight out of the nine members of Wu Tang. Master Killer. One million. Net worth one million dollars. Uh, number seven, inspected deck. I think he got the short end of the stick. Deck, sh- deck should be worth. He did not inspect the contract, I guess, no. enough. Because I think inspected deck should be higher than seven on the money list. Absolutely, but he's, but he's at four million. Coming in next, again surprised because he was a mentor to a lot of the guys. He released five solo albums himself. He would be you, God, coming in at number six, worth five million. Uh, number five. Now we're getting into the big players here, the top five of the nine-member Wu Tang Clan. Number five is the chef Raekwon. He got signed to the group in '92. He was a part of this album here, Into the Wu Tang, which turned the band into a sensation that they are known for today. Um, it says that Raekwon has released seven studio albums and eight 
initially slated for release. He's got another album that was supposed to come out here in the last year or so. Well, look, they're talking about the group at the end of the record. Play yourself and all that, right? And see you sit there and know you lying, and he'll take you to court after that because he the inspector. That's why he the, and and also he the rebel lying that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And, and Shalor Raekwon, he the chef. He cooking up some marvelous shit to get your <laughs> mouth watered. Yeah. On some old shit. Okay. Then then it's then it's the method, man. It's like mad different methods to the way I do my shit. Mm-hmm. You gotta smoke a bean in here. I'm telling you, my basically method man is like roll that shit, light that shit, smoke it. You know what I'm saying? I like method man and, and style. Baby, Me you, too. He, he a psychopathic. He a psychopathic psychopathic thinker uh-huh. and, and then we got then we got the old dirty bastard because uh-huh. they ain't no father to his staff that's why he the old dirty bastard <laughs> ghost face killer you know what i'm saying he on some now you see me now you don't uh-huh. you know what i'm saying and and the rizza he the sharpest motherfucker in the whole clan he always on point uh-huh. he's a shark uh-huh. with the beats with the rhymes whatever any dj and the jizza the genius is just the genius he He's the backbone What's of the whole joint. He the head. Let's put it that way. We we form like Voltron and just happen to be the head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I always love those Voltron, Voltron references. Like OG, yeah, that was a big Voltron kid. Domination, baby. Right now, right now, we still we still feel like we ain't get what we want yet. When we get when we get when we get a little props when we really, uh-huh. really get to where we gotta go, mm-hmm. that's when you know it's on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Cause right about now, I ain't bragging or nothing. But yo, the woo, the woo got something that I know the that everybody want to hear. You know what I was interested to find out? That the foo, Foosh Nickens came out before Wu-Tang. Yeah. The foo and the woo I want, be dangerous. I wonder if Wu-Tang got a little inspiration from Foosh Nickens. Because they kind of had a, they had a foo thing. Oh, they were kung fuing it up, dude. They were karate, doing the whole karate shit, they had the outfits. And they, they came out and they dropped in 1988, Foosh Nickens came out. Oh, I didn't know that. Although the Wu-Tang did form as a group in like 91, which was three years after Foosh Nickens. I always felt like Foosh Nickens was after Wu-Tang, but that's, that's something. So we've gone through, I think, the top, uh, well, we've gotten to number five. ODB at number nine, 500 bands. Master Killer, 1 million at number eight. Inspected Deck, 4 million. Chess boxing here. You God, number five. Oh, this is great. Well, you must think first. Before you move. Yeah, this shit was so hot. I had it on cassette. I would be listening to this on cassette. Raekwon is number five. Method Man comes in at number four. Mm-hmm. 14 million. So I got all the gyms. Now he's got a bunch of, or he's got at least one gym. He's all into the health kick, Method Man. Working out. Actually, number four is, they have this wrong. Number four would be Ghostface Killer because he's worth 10 million. Number three is Method Man. Number two is Jizza at 20 million. And the one with the most money, the one that made the beats, they call, they call him the sharpest blade in the draw. Makes sense. RZA, 30 million. Yeah, makes sense. He was the founder, the leader of the Wu-Tang Clan, RZA. I think he also did that documentary I was talking about and all shit. We got paid for that. So He also did the musical score for Kill Bill Volume 1 and right. Volume 2. That's That would have been big money. Quentin Tarantino. You got Method Man still doing his thing. He's acting a lot. You know what I mean? He, him and Red Man doing collaborations and whatnot. You got the Jizza, who has another uh, identity, goes by Zarface. 
him and MF Doom did a big uh, big thing most of years ago. It was really dope. It's got an Otis Redding sample on it, The Tramp, Otis Redding and Carla Thomas. Uh, the other two samples were from the Kung Fu movies, one from the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang, which is that original one, and the other one was from a trailer of Five Deadly Venoms. Those old Kung Fu movies are the shit. The mouths never matched up, though, with the words. It was always a little bit off. Me and my buddy used to turn down the sound and then make our own words and then record it with a video recorder and then watch that back, and we used to love it. That's we used to laugh so hard. I got a clip here from ODB talking about how they keep it real in their music. I don't hide nothing back. I, I barely, I, I mean, I mean, I come from a family, man, of, of poor welfare. You know what I'm saying? I, when I came out my, my, my mother's womb, I was on welfare. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 it's like... You gotta keep it real. I mean, you see, if you if you jump if you jump into anything and you try to change your way, see, cause see, it's like okay, where, where I come from in my neighborhood, my people know me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. See, if I try to come any different, they ain't gonna respect me no more. You know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, people got that thing about themselves. You know, if you come from that neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? You can you can get out the neighborhood, but you can never take the neighborhood out of the people. You know what I'm saying? But if, if you try to like jump and cross over to the other side, people understand that and they, they, they don't like that. That's why they don't be buying people music. See, we keep it real. We, we always gonna keep it real. This is this is Wu-Tang. We, we on some mad reality. We showing how the streets really is. People may knock us, you know what I'm saying? But we showing it. You can't knock what's real, you know what I'm saying? We telling the truth, man. Did you know that the human body has 108 pressure points? I like that. That's a dim mock. Yeah, one, poison hand. One plus zero plus eight equals nine. 108 equals nine. Only the Wu-Tang martial artists learned and understood that 36 of those pressure points are deadly. 9 plus th- 36 equals 45. 4 plus 5 equals 9. Nine members. And the main one is right underneath Didi. Who's Didi? Didi's nuts. This is sounding grimy. It's a needle. It's hard to tell whether hard we have a dirty needle or, or it's just, the, just grime. the grime of this record. I have a clip here of uh, Wu-Tang talking about how they do want to inspire others. You know, music inspires. And over the years, I met doctors, screenwriters, scientists. I mean, even, you know, a, a, you know, billionaires, you know, have told me that Wu-Tang has inspired them to, to either, you know, to, to do certain things. You know, one, one guy told me that the internet itself, the modem, was invented listening to Wu-Tang. Man, I bet you didn't know that. You learned it here on Dim Vinyl Boy. The more you know. Wu-Tang inspired the modem. You see, he was motivated. Yes. To make the modem. He had to have been. All I know is Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's a big thing when this when this album came out, and then when they did a single for this, and folks was tripping out because they like, damn, this is the first time anybody's came out with a song about themselves saying we ain't nothing to fuck with, and it was hard. I saw some footage of them performing this song and the year that this album came out. They were in a small club, but people were just going nuts to this song right here. Like, just everybody in the whole club 
Hands up, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. It's over and over and over again. And the crowd was just feeling it so much. Oh, yeah. Three samples on this song. Underdog, the Alan Townsend Orchestra. Papa Was Two by Joe Text. And Nobody Beats the Biz by Biz Marquis. I heard that no, Nobody Beats the Biz. Yeah, that thing's the beat, I think. Oh, that sounds crazy. This is an original 1993 piece of vinyl, so it may not be in the greatest of shape. It might be an original 1993 booger on that thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Could be. I remember around the way, what you were saying, like, Gentry High folks, but with the video you saw, with folks going crazy with this shit. Yep. Back in the day, like, we used to go to the skate rinks and whatnot, and any time the DJ would drop this shit, and we would just, like, go fucking nuts. Because it was just so hard. It was like, man, this you can relate to this shit. You know Might what I mean? Fall down on my roller skates if they played this shit. Oops. A lot of people did. A lot of people <laughs> did. Tiger style. Oh, yeah. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They actually, people started calling Staten Island Shaolin. Wu-Tang Clan gave it that nickname and it stuck to show you how powerful this album was. A whole borough has now got a nickname of Shaolin because of this album and this group. Probably the best hip hop group ever. If you wanted to say how many members consist in a group, you have to have at least three to make a group. Probably, uh, yeah. Two. Are you a group? If it's two, no, you're more of a You're pair. a duo. You're a duo. duo. So three. Yeah, so three. Three's a group. Because you had, what, four in Tribe. You got your Fuji's is three. You had five. Out, well, Outcast is a group, and it's two of them. That's a good point. Are they you a know, group, though? A, a, yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah, they're a group. A Ball MJG. Okay. Uh, UGK is a group. The Ghetto Boys is a group. Uh, Mob so, Deep's a group. So you can have two and be a group. Yeah, so technically, yeah, technically you can. I mean, P Rock, CL Smooth is a group. Gangstar. But how many uh, hip hop groups did we have where you had, you know, four or more members of a hip hop group? group. This is cream coming so up. Four, you say. Outside of Wu Tang, you had NWA. Yeah. You had uh, Ghetto Boys. You had. Uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? You consider uh, Goody Mob? Yeah, Goody Mob. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I can't forget Goody Mob. Can't forget them. Uh, ba 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 ba. Tribe. Tribe Called Quest. I always think of Tribe as two members. Nah, it's three because you got you can't forget uh, Ali, Shahid, and uh, I forget the other boy name. It's four of them. What about G Unit? I mean, do we do we put them in the in a group? I mean, technically speaking, yeah. Because Fifty, Young Buck, Yayo, Banks. I mean, when Game when Game was there, so it was technically five. 
Cypress Hill, another one to yeah. think of. Cypress Hill. So the first group the was Click. Fab Five, Freddy and the Furious Five, or was oh, it the sorry. what's the one Grandmaster did, Flash Grandmaster and Furious Flash. Flash? Yeah, Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five. Grandmaster Don't forget Flash. about Naughty by Nature. Yep, Naughty. Also third base. Yeah, can't, MC yeah can't forget about he third base. He gave us Nas, apparently. He did. He sure did. De, um, De La Soul. Yep, De La. I like that. You had a lot of man. You had a lot of hip hop. Like Run, how about Run DMC? I might say that they're yeah. number one. They could. They're be probably number, number one. Number right. one. You might be right, and that that might push these guys down to number two for me. It's a big Run one. DMC's not number one in my in, in my but list, I but in my top yeah. ten though. I don't like. I don't like. I told you I didn't have, ever have a Run DMC album. I did have this Wu Tang album, and I wore it out. And my neighbor was pissed. He used to bang the shit out of it, and I had a, a big old. Uh, redneck neighbor and he used to mow the grass all day and he'd come home and we'd be banging this album and he'd come pound on my door turn that fucking shit off he's probably racist and didn't like black music that's what he was he didn't like the bass the bass was heavy on this and I was cranking it what about Beastie Boys yeah the Beastie Boys yeah. we were playing great, that too great yeah, the hip hop boys group. yeah man it's I mean you just had a lot of dope groups back then you definitely don't get that nowadays like at all Migos the Migos is like the only group and I don't know if, they, if you they, fuck they, with Migos, when but when they broke up, I mean, you mean well, the Migon? <laughs> well, you got uh, what's one uh, takeoff that just passed away was last year. So rest in peace to him and Offset and um, what's the other dude name? Quavo. They don't get along and it's stupid, but whatever, you know. Um, and I thought honestly, I thought the Migos had. I thought they they had the chance to really go really far between the, the three of them. But unfortunately, one's passed away and other two just don't get along anymore, which sucks. So there's that. But in in the sense of in the era where we came up, there were just so many dope groups that everybody was dope. Even when songs went solo, you know, everybody came back together and it was still ill. But you, you, you won't get that today. Don't forget about one of my favorite groups, and I still think we need to do one of their albums real soon. Bone, bone Thugs. Oh, fuck yeah. Bone, 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 Bone. Bone Thugs. Bone. Shout out to Eazy-E. Rest in peace to him and, and his group, like I said, NWA. Just think about that for a second. I know we've talked about this on previous albums, but you look at the every from Eazy-E and all the artists that have branched off his tentacles. Because without EZ, there is no Dr. Dre. No, well, he puts help put Snoop on too, really. He, uh, Dre put Snoop on. But you could also say you just said, "Well, there's no Dre with." You, you talk right. about oh, well, the, technically, yeah, technically, technically, yeah, yeah, you're right. Technically, you're right. He didn't put him on, then Snoop don't get on. Neither does Eminem nor Fifty. So Eazy, man, you the pioneer, you, you, man. You take him, the West Coast. If you somehow cut him out. There's a lot of things that don't fall into place. Yeah, you got E40 in the click. You know, there was a group because you had E40, be, uh, be legit, D shot, and sugar tea. Oh, comes the torch. I'm gonna fix this. Here we go. Here we go. This is my favorite part right here. This definitely would offend people if they weren't down with the Wu Tang and the 36 Chambers. Oh shit. Back it up just a little bit, but there I did. Go. I had a little. There was a little squiggly thing on the needle. Uh, there got you it go. off. Nice work. This thing's dirty, a little dirty like Park Hill in Staten Island. This album is just a little dirty. This is classic for you. Fucking, I fucking tie you to a fucking bedpost. 
with your asshole spread out and shit. Oh, yeah. right? Put a hanger Hang on, on the a stove. fucking stove and let that shit sit there for like a half hour. Take it off and stick it in your ass slow <laughs> like. That shit is great. <laughs> I'll fucking, yeah, fucking lay your nuts on a fucking dresser. Just your nuts laying on a fucking dresser and bang them shits with a spike fucking. Ouch. <laughs> That's weird. I, I fucking, can hear like a. I'll fucking pull your fucking tongue out your fucking mouth and stab the shit with a rusty screwdriver. I'll fucking hang you by your fucking dick off the fucking 12 store starting building out I this shit is fuzzy. You hear that? So yep. your it's ass so close. Keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. I mean that. I mean that's 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 torture like a motherfucker. Like why you gonna sew somebody's asshole closed and you just keep feeding them? I mean that's golly, that's, that's not good. Serious torture. Yeah, that's yeah, freedom. Taco Bell too. Oh, that's the worst. Taco <laughs> Bell. Ugh. Fucking Chipotle. You ain't running. No <laughs> running button for the border for you, Jack. You got some more gain on that, uh, Tomcat? Sure. Kill up, man. M E T H O D, man. M E T H O D, man. You don't know me, and you don't know my style. You don't. You. You don't know me, and you don't know my style. These two songs back to back, I remember on the album, like I could just stay with Cream and this record and I could play them back to back and then just rewind the tape and then play them back to back. That was kind of my move with this album for a while. And I had it on cassette. And then you got to hear the torture in between. So definitely this this is my favorite eight, nine minute stretch in this album, no doubt. Yeah. Ah, an only method band. And I got turned on to this from my boy who is from Long Island. First time I heard it. He turned me on to this and he turned me on to Tribe. That's crazy because I had a friend uh, from hey, from hey, Long hey. Island and he turned me on to it. Yep. Kenny was his name. Went to Cypress Lake High with me. Ninth grade art class. Kenny. It was my man Cubano, Manny. Manny uh, with the convertible Corvette. No, not, not Corvette, it was a Camaro. And that was back when the, the neon lights were popular. Remember when people would have the yes. neons under their car? Yeah. yeah. Now it's popular again, but they're they're better now because they're did you know they're just the LEDs and shit. They're much better. Back then you had to have like a straight neon bulb, like protected with a with a plastic covering underneath your car, and if it got busted, it would get busted. Yeah, we would drive around in that Camaro with that purple little neon underneath, oh, listening yeah. to Wu Tang and Tribe. He also turned me on to Lenny Kravitz, which was an album we've done in the past too. I think he told right. us about that guy. Yeah, Manny. Turned me on to a lot of good music when I was this when I was, I think I was fifteen when this came out. Right. Don't forget the vinyl boys are being brought to you by Factor Meals. Hey. Yeah, you guys have all had Factor Meals here in the studio. What do you think of the Factor Meals, Memphis? I know that you've been dogging them every time they show up here at the studio. I mean, I can't help it, man. They're just too damn good. And I mean, I, I'm a little upset that they haven't sent us more. because They actually more did. Oh. You weren't here. They come in on uh, Tuesdays, which was yesterday. So we have a whole nother oh, pack of Oh, sweet, because I'm hungry. And uh, TK, you never turned down a Factor Meal. Never. Factormeals.com slash DVB50. That's factormeals.com slash DVB50. 
You save 50%, and the thing I like about these meals, they get delivered right to your house. They come in a little cooler. They're not frozen. They're fresh, never frozen, and ready in two minutes or less. So uh, order them up. Takes the trips to the grocery store out. Takes uh, the money you spend at the grocery store out. These things are affordable, especially if you get our 50% off. Go to factormeals.com slash DVB50. Do that, yo. Save that 50%. The song uh, Method Man's got three samples. Chim Chim Chimarie, you can hear him saying that from Dick Van Dyke. Also, Method of Modern Love, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Sport by Lightning Rod and Cool in the Gang. We may need to get a new needle, I think. I was just going to say that. I think we need new needles. Um, <laughs> the one thing I was reading about this group that's crazy is they had this amazing record deal where they could each branch off and do a solo project, and they could do it with any record label they wanted to. Now, RZA produced all those albums, but that's unusual for people to be able to branch off from a group, go to different record labels even, and make solo albums, which is what Method Man did when he did his Decal album. That was a whole different record label. But then they come back and they do records together as well. You know, I got to find a lot of groups that do that. Nah. And to keep, uh, at this point, the only missing member of the original Wu-Tang is ODB, and like we said earlier, he died. So it's amazing. All these bands that we do on this show, different groups, a lot of them don't stick together. Hard to get a bunch of egos in a room and everybody to get along for a long period of time. Uh, this group, somehow, some way, for the most part, they had a few issues along the way, but you have eight of the nine original members still in the group. Right. Well, I mean, they knew too, man. Like, you don't screw up a good thing. You know, you got something good going on. Like, you just take egos out, handle your business. Well, they they also they also come from the same place. Um, I don't know how much that would help. But they're like, from different boroughs, though. Like, they're not all from Staten Island. I think some of them are from Brooklyn. I see. Some of them are from another borough. Uh, but mo- the majority of them were from Staten Island. And they became such a movement. I it would be hard to walk away from it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I like this joint right here. This is uh, Tears. I do remember this one. That sword style. The woo is the way and the tang is the slang. That's what I heard. They are touring. If you're looking to see Wu-Tang in tour, they are doing some tour dates this fall. They're in Canada, and then they're going to be out west in Oregon and Washington and California. Then they have a Halloween show in Arkansas, of all places. That's cool. That'd so be dope. you want to see Wu-Tang on Halloween, all you have to do is go to WuTangClan.com. they got a website where you can get the Wu-Wear. They've got these cool illustrations and posters and things that well, I think would look really cool here in the studio. I might have to get one of these. But you can buy them right on their website at Wu-Tang.com. They even have uh, trading cards, uh, Wu-Tang trading cards that they're selling on their on their site. They've always been really good at marketing. Yeah, they uh, they was just down in Miami uh, a couple weeks ago with Nas. 
man, I missed it. That'd be a great show. I may have to go to Arkansas and see him. This song has that sampled after the laughter comes the tears. That's Wendy right there. Wendy Reen, Wendy Renee. It's a 1964 sample. have to get some of this woo wear too it's uh, and i like the way that they're not charging ridiculous amounts i mean it's not super cheap but sometimes you get on some of these artists website and you go to get a hoodie and it's like 120 dollars for a hoodie or 50 dollars for a shirt the shirts on here are only 35 bucks yeah. i mean for something officially from the group group's website a lot of times when you get the official gear from their website they're trying to gouge you but barely reasonably priced this woo wear it didn't used to be priced like that when they first came out you had to pay a little bit but yeah hey it was worth it though because you you usually kept them, them pieces for like a long time you can get the woo wear boxer shorts for 27 bucks or the woo tank top for only 19 dollars right now on the website you can't hardly get a shirt at walmart for 19 bucks anymore yeah, or target Definitely not Target. Target. Members of the Wu-Tang, most of them born in the late 60s, early 70s, so that would make them mid-50s now here in 2023. One thing I remember as being the first time I had seen it with the Wu-Tang was like the gold grills they had. They had like the full frontal grills and shit. And even the fangs. The fangs. I remember fangs. they had the fangs, too. For me, that was like a first, so I remember a lot of people emulating that right away once they seen it. Yeah. ODB always had the gold teeth in. They were dope. I, I was watching today, and the one who had the most crooked one was uh, uh, Raekwon, the chef. They had a big... Big his mouth. his big original mouth like uh, grill is all crooked. It's all the gold grills all crooked too. It's wild looking. But his, you can tell now he got his teeth fixed. That's the last one money he'll do. They don't look like that anymore. Yeah, Raekwon the chef was coming in uh, at number five on the list of richest Wu Tang members. He's middle of the pack, but that'll get you six million. And six million can get you a new grill for oh, sure. He definitely That's has weird a new grill. That they, that's six million because you think they worth more than that. Especially they own, they individually own all their masters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think. You can't always believe everything you read on the internet. This article did come out that I'm reading to get their net worths came out in August of 23. So it's just a couple months old, but you never know. Some people uh, don't disclose all their assets, so th- these things could. Be a little bit off, or maybe he's like to go on vacations and spend his money. Six million is still nothing to sneeze at. No, it's not. although I heard a stat the other day that two hundred thousand dollars in nineteen eighty, the way inflation has gone, is like having a million dollars now. If you can believe it, you know, some forty years later, two hundred thousand dollars is like a million today. To get your boots knocked. This is part two of the seventh chamber. I always like this beat. Sample Make It Funky, Ralph Vargas and Carlos Bess, and Clan in the Front by Wu Tang. So they sampled their own song. I always like it when people do that. You also have to show love to Riz's younger brother. They called him Divine. Uh, his name was Mitchell. He was the executive producer of this album, helped RZA produce it, and they called him the CEO of Wu-Tang. And some credit him with 
the fact that they did come out with the Wu-Tang wear that has become popular and helping the group to get booked in their early days in the clubs. And this group would really bring a lot of energy to the club because there's nine of them. You know, nine guys. He helped them make the logo? Because I was watching how they, they made their own logo, it looked mm-hmm. like. That's a, that is an iconic logo. That W, yes. Yeah, with the Wu-Tang right in front of it. That must have been one of those moments when they saw that logo and they were like, yes, it's coming together. I have a clip here from Jizza. This is him talking about the artists all spreading out and doing some solo projects. It's like this, man. Clan represents family, man. Clan means family. We all a family. It's just like when you grow up in your household with your siblings or your brothers and sisters and y'all under one roof, y'all under your parents, and then as you get older, you got to spread out. You got to do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing. We spreading out, but we, we, we just getting more clean and then we just bringing it all back together. That's all it is. Don't think, don't think that because he has a solo deal and I have a solo deal. This man may get a solo deal that we all we all just separating and breaking up. It's not that type of thing, man. We just we just expanding because the talent is so great. It's like we have we have mad talent in this, you know, and we just got to spread out. Yep. That's one of the interviews I was looking over this morning. And it's pretty remarkable that they were able to do that, you know, branch off to solo careers, come back. Yeah. They stay true to their original concept. Not a lot of groups do that. You know, they had such a great concept, I guess, going forward when they started that it held them together. The last album that they came out with was in 2015, so they haven't had any new music drop uh, in, in a minute. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin uh, came out in 2015. I feel like they had a single uh, called uh, We the People that they came out with just a few years ago. Wasn't that Tribe? Maybe that was was Tribe. tribe. I feel like they came out with something recent, but I'm... uh let me look on this. Uh, the down, last, the last site. thing on uh, heavy hits. Maybe they did a compilation. Shout out to heavy hits. Maybe they did a compilation album. Oh yeah, they did do a uh, compilation album. The saga continues in 2017. That's the last thing they came out with. Mm-hmm. So it's been six years since we've heard new music from the Wu Tang Clan. So have they broken up now? Well, they're, they're, touring. they're touring. They have so some they have tour dates. Members. I don't know if you're going to get all nine members when they tour. I haven't been to a, a Wu-Tang show. That's grimy right there, that stuff there. Mm-hmm. I was seeing them. They were talking about how before some of their shows in the beginning, there would be like three fights. And they were like, they, they just liked the energy, the raw energy. They were kind of like happy with that. I was watching the jizz. Fights in the crowd or yeah. fights amongst themselves? No, in the crowd. Like before they would come out in some of their early shows, he'd be like, man, there already be three fights before we got on stage. And he was like, man, it's just that, it's that real energy. They like, they liked it. But they always, well, had hard lyrics, but they always preached peace. I would always hear Jizza, put your guns up, put your guns up, which would be two fingers. Well, apparently the Rizza had shot somebody a while ago, and this turned out to be true. He shot this dude, the dude lived. 
but after he shot the dude, he wanted to go on a path of the righteous, and he changed his life. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of artists. This is the outro. You know, it's something, it's music that you got to touch and feel. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think that comes across, that comes across well in the video. This record is definitely a dirty one. Needs a little cleanup. Well, it happens. I mean, what, what, what would y'all say y'all style? Oh, there's a sandstorm going on here at the end of this record. Never teach the Wu Tang. I thought you said it was the end of the album. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that's going to do it for this episode of Dem Vinyl Boys, Wu-Tang Clan from 1993. Mm -hmm. When they came out of Staten Island and other boroughs of New York, really putting Staten Island on the map and really bringing New York hip-hop back a little bit because people started to focus a little more on the West Coast, but Wu-Tang brought back that New York flavor. The chef, Raekwon, flavoring those beats. I like that album. I will say that a lot of it sounds the same. Right. If that's an, an you know, if well, I wanted I, to no, critique I'll, the album. I, if I can push back just a little bit, I did think that they put some feels ones in there with Can It Be a, Also Simple Then and Cream, that they were a little bit more, there's a little bit of feels in there, but I get what you're saying. There, It does have a sound. There's also the Wu Tang documentary uh, that you can watch. It's on uh, what, what's the what Hulu. do they call now? Hulu. It's like uh, what's the name of that? Do you know? The name of the documentary. Uh, I can't it's recall called, the uh, name. Into Into the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers is the album that we just did, and I know that they have a, a documentary that came out on Hulu I'm just a right couple now, of years ago. Sure. Next week of Mike's and Men. It's called. That's it. Next week. Have we decided we what album we're doing next week? I thought we did. Uh, thought it was, we, uh, we have a Temptations album that we could do. We have a Dolly Parton album that we could do. I'll have to dig through my crates and see what we want to do next. But we always do all different types of music. Last week, it was the Rolling Stones. We've done Ice Cube. We've done Pink Floyd. I mean, we've really touched a lot of the bases. We've done Johnny Cash. If you have an album that you would like to see us do... Hit us up on our social media. We are on the podcast playground. That'd be great. We are Dem Vinyl Boys. Make sure you like and subscribe. Give us your feedback. For sure. Keep that needle in the groove and keep it groovy, baby. We are Dem Vinyl Boys, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Peace out, y'all. Later. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.